0: I'm Pastor Daniel Morris, and you're listening to Sharing the Bread of Life, a podcast by St. Timothy's Lutheran Church in Skokie, Illinois. Whether you're a first-time listener or a regular subscriber, I pray that Christ feeds you from the stories and testimony you'll hear today. We do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. May the Lord fill you with every good thing, and may you have enough left over to share.
1: not be deceived, God is not mocked, for you reap whatever you sow. If you sow to your own flesh, you will reap corruption from the flesh. But if you sow, reap eternal life from the Spirit. So let us not grow weary in doing what is right, for we will reap at harvest time if we do not give up. So then, whenever we have an opportunity, Let us work for the good of all, and especially for those of our family of faith. See what large letters I make when I am writing in my own hand. It is those who want to make a good showing in the flesh that try to compel you to be circumcised, only that they may not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. Even the circumcised do not themselves obey the law, but they want you to be circumcised so that they may boast about your flesh. May I never boast of anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For neither circumcision nor uncircumcision is anything, but a new creation is everything. For as, as for those who will follow this rule, Peace be upon them and mercy and upon the Israel of God. We do not live by bread alone,
0: but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Symbols are images that transcend their own meanings. They represent ideas and values beyond themselves. For example, when I see an American flag, I think of freedom and cooperation. When I see a pink ribbon, I think of strength and survivorship. When I see a rainbow, I think of diversity and of the LGBTQIA pride. Good symbols communicate big, complicated ideas quickly. And without words. Sometimes, symbols take on new meanings. Many of us are familiar with the okay hand gesture, thumb and forefinger touching with other fingers sticking straight up. It's a gesture that has been used for generations to symbolize that everything is fine, everything is okay, situation normal. In the past several months, the meaning of this symbol shifted radically. The Chicago Tribune reported that it began in 2017. A group committed to embarrassing liberal Americans tried to bait them with fake news stories about the racist meaning of the okay hand gesture. Once enough liberals denounced The hand gesture, this group planned to distribute photos of prominent liberal leaders making the OK hand sign. Everything went as planned. And the hoax spread across various various media outlets like Wildfire. Then, actual white supremacists adopted the hand sign, including the mass murderer in Christchurch, New Zealand. Now anyone who makes the okay hand gesture risks associating themselves with white supremacy. The meaning of this once-innocent symbol had changed. The cross, which has been a powerful symbol of Christian faith for 2,000 years, also recently took on a new meaning. Last month, the Supreme Court voted overwhelmingly in favor of the cross as a secular symbol rather than a sacred symbol. Its meaning, self-sacrifice. This ruling protects one particular cross on public land in Maryland, a cross that is maintained with taxpayer dollars as a World War I memorial. It also sets a precedence for other crosses that serve as war memorials across the country. While I agree that the cross can symbolize self-sacrifice, particularly in the context of a war memorial, I'm concerned that the Supreme Court ignored the religious dimensions of this symbol. It suggests to me that the cross is losing its power to communicate the gospel, The meaning of the cross changed dramatically over the course of two millennia. Before it was a secular symbol of self-sacrifice, it was a secular symbol of Roman strength and brutality. It was an instrument of execution reserved for the most dangerous criminals and seditionists. The cross settled all contests between Rome and anyone who questioned the legitimacy of Roman rule. It was such a powerful symbol that it veiled the mere memory of the crucified in a shroud of shame. We take it for granted that the cross played a role in our salvation. However, many early apostles rejected the cross, in favor of less controversial symbols from Israel's history. Just as my wedding ring symbolizes Amanda's promise to me on our wedding day, circumcision symbolizes God's promise to make childless Abraham the father of nations. The unnamed apostles in Paul's letter follow him to Galatia, where the Gentiles are beginning to profess faith in Jesus. These mystery apostles have received the Gentiles' belief as further fulfillment of God's promise to Abraham. They began proclaiming a gospel that required Gentile converts to be circumcised. The sign of circumcision would unite them as one people of before God. Paul renounced this gospel as cowardice, declaring... It is those who want to make good showing in the flesh that try to compel you to be circumcised, only that they may not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. From Paul's perspective, circumcising the Gentiles was a sad attempt at making them more acceptable to other believers. God's covenant with Abraham meant nothing to the Gentiles. What truly mattered was the covenant that God established with the world on the cross of Christ. Scripture tells us of only two covenants God made, which included Gentiles like us. The first was after Noah's flood, when God placed God's bow in the sky as a sign that God would never again wage war on humankind. The second is foreshadowed during Jesus' meal with his disciples, his last supper. After breaking bread with them, he passed the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin." As the Messiah's blood trickled down the cross, it transformed the meaning of the cross. The symbol of condemnation was transformed into a symbol of the forgiveness of sin. The symbol of shame was transformed into a symbol of acceptance by a Messiah who willingly identified with the cross. The symbol of Roman strength and brutality was broken when the Spirit raised the crucified one from the dead. The cross took on a new meaning in Christ as a symbol of God's new covenant to forgive sin and to heal a broken world. The role of the cross sets Paul's gospel apart from many other gospels in his day. For Paul, the cross was not a depressing footnote in an otherwise glorious ministry. The cross was the central symbol of a new covenant between God and humankind. Anyone who saw the cross would remember the life, death, and resurrection of Christ. Anyone who saw the cross would remember God's promise to receive sinners gently with forgiveness and mercy. Anyone who saw the cross would remember that old ways of thinking and seeing the world ended with the crucifixion of the Messiah. For this reason, Paul declared, Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision is anything But a new creation is everything. The cross bore such powerful witness to the good news of Jesus Christ that Paul insisted on boasting only of the cross. If we look at the cross and do not think of God's new covenant with humanity in Jesus Christ, the cross has become an empty symbol of our faith. If we look at the cross and see only a memorial to death, we have lost God's promise of resurrection to eternal life. If we attempt to divide the symbolism of the cross into religious and secular meanings, we are reinforcing the very divisions that the cross destroyed. Circumcised and uncircumcised, conservative and liberal, American and non-American, sacred and secular, none of these is anything. But a new creation is everything. If we deny the cross this power, we risk denying the very truth of our faith. It seems better to me that we maintain the integrity of the cross and place its care in private hands rather than compromise the integrity of the cross so that it can remain in public care. The cross gives us courage to find new ways to proclaim the gospel today. If we rely on old symbols without updating them, they will eventually evolve beyond us, leaving us to wonder what happened. If we continue to interpret our most cherished symbols, they will continue to carry meaning long after we have returned to the dust. The cross stands in a dangerous place today. On the one hand, it is increasingly becoming a symbol for white right-wing politics. On the other hand, it is losing its power to be a symbol for anything at all. The meaning of the cross is too precious to lose. The good news of God's covenant with humanity is is too good to stifle. Let us uphold the symbol of our faith as a witness to the good news God has entrusted to us. We do not need to be scared or disturbed if the cross is removed from public land because it is a religious symbol. Instead, we can rejoice in such a landmark ruling. It would mean that the symbolism of the cross continues to bear clear and faithful witness to the hope we have in Jesus Christ. This can only happen when we are clear about what the cross means and we are able to explain it to others. We have a lot of work to do when flags and ribbons communicate belonging and healing more powerfully than the cross does. The cross is not just one symbol among many. It is the center of a new reality initiated in Jesus Christ. The old has passed away. See, everything has become new. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Sharing the Bread of Life. For more information on the mission and ministries of St. Timothy's Lutheran Church, please visit our website at www.sttimothyskokie.org or like us on Facebook. Check back next week for a new episode. The blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and always.